Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. It's Wednesday, June 7th. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Oh. Sports Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and there he is. The man of the hour, the sports talker, TJ Walker. We're back in studio for the first time in ages. It's good to see the internet still not working. The cats still fighting outside. It's uh, a tale as old as time here at the Big X Sports Radio. Nothing's changed, guys. You you all have not missed anything. It's it's still the same Big X Sports Radio studio, so shouldn't be surprised. The, the air conditioning, though. The air conditioning works. Fired yes. up, very cold, colder yes. than my house. Uh, there's a light bulb working, so, you know, it's it's somewhat in, pe- it's in some pieces. We're doing okay. Doing all right. Only takes 30 seconds to realize why we don't come in here all that often anymore. <laughs> Like we gotta have internet. Yeah, I can't. We gotta be able to have internet to be able to look up things and do things and read the text line. Oh, the hotspot isn't even working. (laughs) It's like uh, you shouldn't get in there. Oh, there we go. Little wife. I thought I left. With the way I've been scrambling around since five thirty this morning, I thought I left my phone in the car too. Good morning. How is everybody? Doing well. Uh, I'm sure Scoots is tired because he didn't go to bed before ten o'clock. True. Is that yeah? yeah? Fair. And it was another night of 10:30. So can, NBA ten, game tonight, I guarantee I will not. Can you up. can you just make a promise to Scoots that you're gonna that you're gonna watch the end of this game? Yeah, I, I will. Because you know you all know what's been happening. So with 64 being closed, oh. I've had to find different ways to get home. Right. So in order to not deal with the traffic, I've been staying at work till about 6:30 the past two days, and I think that's why I haven't gone to bed till 10:30. So I don't think it's going to be an issue tonight because I'm going to plan to do the same thing, leave work about 6.30, yeah. and then hopefully we'll stay go. awake for the whole game. That's the spirit. Yeah. Because we got ourselves a series. I know game one was kind of boring. What a shot. Thanks. <laughs> you know, this should be should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, game two was great. Yeah, game two was great. Scoots thought he fell asleep for the fourth quarter, though. You know. Yeah, the, the Nuggets had it. They were going to win, right? I, I made it three quarters, yeah, and I, that was well. my thinking. That, I mean, that's you know what they say about out. NBA games? All you have to do is watch the first three quarters. Funny you feel that way because <laughs> then the Heat dominated, and then it was like, all right, well, this is over. The Heat are going to win. And yeah. then you blinked, and the Nuggets had a last-second shot to tie it up. 
which you probably should have just gotten the two real quick if you were Murray, but he was in Fuego. He had to let it rip, so nothing wrong with that. Nice to get the game back on tonight. We did get the time for the Batcats this weekend out in Bauru, and that's at 3 o'clock on Saturday. It'll be a first pitch of 2 p.m. Central time at LSU. So we were right. 3 o'clock back home. We were right. We yes. predicted it would be the Always Saturday, right Sunday, Monday. On the big Exports radio. And should be nice and cool at LSU for that game. Oh, Why would sure. they do it right in the middle of the day? That had to be like TV Hampshire. Oh, I'm sure. Like, yeah. hey, if you guys want to be on TV, this is – well, I think I think all the Super Regional games are on TV. But uh, it's going to be toasty, but I'm excited about it. I, and I would rather it be Saturday, Sunday, Monday than Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you get the Belmont on Saturday as well. They've got a really nice oh, field. I've I'm heard, impressed um, by it. So it's going to be a fun little sports Saturday for us. The, the horse people that I follow say that the the, the card, the full race day, is uh, one of the best they've seen. And, I mean, I know they were saying that about the Derby. But just good to know that it's not just one race that's going to be good, which they drew the post yesterday. And uh, uh, we've talked about it here. I know that's a big Mike Rutherford thing is like – why do we do the post position draw the way we do for the Derby? Like it's, it's very boring and the Derby does everything big. Why don't we do it big? And the Belmont, they had a situation where they were calling up, they had nine trophies on the table. And so they would say a horse's name very formally. They play this video while somebody would walk up, uh, whether a trainer or owner or something, and then they would get to pick a trophy and the number of which their post was going to be was on the bottom. So I, that that was a nice little little change of pace, um, but the the big thing is is the three the three guys that wanted to see go toe to toe in the Derby, they're back. Angel of Empire, Tappet Trice, and Forte, Forte healthy, ready to go in the Belmont Stakes. I was talking to EJ Clark a couple nights ago. He said their Friday card is actually really good too. He said they're trying to make it more like our Oaks Day. Nice. Well, do they have a name for it? Uh, not that he said. I'm sure like, they might. I think it's like Empire Stakes Day or something. That you know, they've right got there. some sort of uh, New York nickname to it, I believe. But um, yeah, so should have uh, some. It'll it'll be nice to. Oh, here's horse racing. Now we're just not going to talk about the dead ones all the time. It'll be be a nice change of pace. Yeah, that is nice. That is nice. Uh, Churchill Downs shutting down. Yeah. Very yeah. dumb. Yeah, very dumb. Uh, they're still training there, so it's good enough to train on and not run races. <laughs> they, I mean, they even admit, like, the Courier-Journal article about uh, why they're still training on the track, it was basically the the very, the, they tagged it with, yeah, we're just waiting for all this to blow over. Because that's what, that's what they're doing. Well, have you seen the technology they're using at Churchill now on the horses? No, tell us. They're, they've been working with, like, this sensor group. They're like a sensor company, and they've got them strapped to all the horses, and it basically gives you analysis of their whole bodies while they're running. Um, so they've done that ever since Derby, and I guess last week there was a horse that it tripped out the sensor. The sensor, I guess it had like a small, it was about to get a fracture in its leg, so they took it out of training, and nothing happened to the horse. So they're thinking that's going to be part of the future. So robot horses, way of the future. I'm down. I don't know if it's robot. It's just this sensor just is able to analyze their whole body and send it back to wherever it needs to go. Pretty cool. I mean, and I'm guessing this is like post-race they put it on or pre-race? No, so they've been training with it. Um, cool. Every race, I guess, after Derby, 
the horses have had this on as well. So, so it's kind of like the sports bra that the guy, the football players wear that does their GPS tracking for how mm-hmm. far they've ran. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's GPS technology. So pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Love that, Scoots. Love what you're bringing to the table, TJ. How are we doing this morning? Doing fine. Been up for a while. Uh, busy. Busy busy with the other job, so just yeah, trying to juggle those things. You take a few days off, you got to catch back up. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the way it works. I uh, Last night, got had, had a little evening out. Um, they had, uh, oh, i got to tweet out those pictures. Um, so down at the Fraser Museum, um, they had uh, a night with the Brahms. Uh, and so I went with my mom and dad and some of my cousins, and it was... Uh, you know, panel speaking thing, engagement for, I don't know, 50 people or, or, or so. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun uh, having the, uh, the whole gang up there and not just doing canned media questioning. Mm-hmm. Like it was, uh, you know, telling stories about how, well, we, we had to kind of quit doing backyard football because Oscar got hurt. It was just a punctured lung, you know, no big deal. He was fine. Um, and kind of everybody got a reaction on that. But, um, no, it was, it was a good time. It kind of uh, started feeling real. And, and it's also one of those things, too, where, um, especially in my line of work, I you know, you get caught up in the the, the rivalry aspect of it or whatever it might be. But um, having the – where I was like, okay, this is, this is all coming full circle, right? Like, we're back. Uh, they're back to running the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so uh, I got got to enjoy a night out. Part of the 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 the, the thing just dawned on me. They have a, an exhibit right now at Fraser. It's like rivalries where they're just all right. Local sports rivalries. We're just gonna show them all off. So you know they've got the the shillelagh for Saint X Trinity that oh, they they cool. play for is there. Um, the 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 bucket the male manual bucket they play for in the old rivalry. They got old programs and then of course ton of Kentucky Louisville stuff. And they have Antoine Walker's uniform uh, from 1996 on display. And is his rivalry just taking care of your money? Yes. <laughs> Was it just an it's empty wallet account. across the other <laughs> side of it? <laughs> but hey, he turned it around. He figured it out. But I think those uniforms are so so cool. They are. They even had uh, the old Wildcat with the you know the 90s kind of Wildcat on the on the shorts. Very cool shorts. Mm-hmm. Makes you want to tuck in your shirt, show off that little belt buckle there. Frazier Museum, very, uh, very underrated. Well, uh, well, have you ever, was that your first time? No, I, I've been, but it's been a while, you know, 10 years maybe. It's been a long time. Um, actually, maybe, okay, maybe not that long. But, um, they, yeah, they've expanded. It's just, it's real nice there. Got the boat that the lady sailed across the Atlantic in the uh, the tree stump from Airquois Park that was carved Daniel D. Boone killed a bar, which, uh, is disputed on its validity, but nevertheless, it's still pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, really, really enjoyed it. There was also a murderer's row of uh, media there, so there was like the people who I'm like friends with, and also the people who just not big big fans. Your you know your Pat Forties and your oh uh, they were, they were there. Demings of the world, and I figured out too how Pat Pat Forties very old school because he was just sitting next to Josh Hurd in the back. And then afterwards, just chatting it up, and he had his notebook, and he was doing the Jerry Tipton scribbling. So it was conver- casual conversation, but scribble. So Pat Forty, Josh Hurd, Brom family story coming soon to Yahoo Sports. I don't have anything against Jody Demling. I think he's fine. He's fine, but I just I don't think he likes me. 
you know. Yeah. He, m- maybe many people think that about Jody Denver. What's not to like, Rouse? Yeah, what's not to like? About me? No, no there's nothing not to like. People but, that can't, like, separate sports from real, like, I bet you and Jody would get along. Man, we have just fun, but I, I just, I don't know. I just don't think he likes me. Well. That's his problem, then. Yeah, that's his loss. Yeah, it that, is that's his, his loss. loss. Yeah. Um, I know this is unrelated to the Fraser Museum, but did you know it's Ali Festival right I, now? I did. We we talked about it with uh, Nick Curran, but I don't really know what Ali Festival is because I don't I don't know how they're really. What what does that mean in the city of Louisville? Are we still are we having things? We're doing stuff. It's from June second to the eleventh. It's a long festival. And like, make it make it better. Just make like it's all it's all Lee Festival. Make it cooler. Like it, it that should be something that like everybody in Louisville knows about. And secondly, like during the first week of June, not much going on anyways. Do cool stuff. Today's big thing that they're doing is they're having a watch party for I guess some film release called The World's Greatest Cemeteries. <laughs> the world's greatest cemeteries? It's a little like, let's all get together. Uh, hey, honey, you want to go down to the Muhammad Ali Center and watch a preview of the world's greatest cemeteries tonight? No, nobody's going to want to do that. I mean, it, it's... And more... I'm guessing that Cave Hill's in it, and they're going to, like, feature Muhammad Ali's grave, which, if you've never been to it, I if, if you are if you are Louisvillean... This goes if you're Louisvillean or not a Louisvillean. You've got to check out Cave Hill Cemetery. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm one of those two that I will... Um... I've been maybe once need to need to go do the sightseeing thing, but also cemeteries. I can while they're technically like it's the house of dead people. It's their eternal resting place. Very beautiful place. Like going for a walk in a cemetery can be very pleasant. Mm. Yeah. What if you don't like them? Why don't you like them? They just I, they give me the heebie-jeebies. You're scared of cats. I don't know, especially if you're like walking in the grass at a cemetery. The ground sinks down a little bit. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. That does happen. I don't, I don't like cemeteries. Uh, well, check out Cave Hill Cemetery. Did you all know? I read a story yesterday. Did you all know there's a cemetery in the Louisville Zoo? I did. Yeah. I did not know by. that. I did not know that until I think like six months ago. Hmm. I'm relatively new to that fact. Yeah, I read it yesterday. I was like, whoa, this is fascinating. That uh, I like to. Uh, Back when uh, Duke would nap in his stroller, that was like, ooh, here's a quieter place. We can just kind of... Oh, so you know where to find it. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some exploring next time I go. So kind of by the rhino, between the rhino and the giraffes. Okay. Yeah. Cave Hill Cemetery, where Colonel Sanders is buried. Muhammad Ali, obviously. George Rogers Clark. Uh, The Hill sisters, who, or at least Betty Hill, who made uh, Happy Birthday to You. She's buried there. Yep. Senator Georgia Powers, other people, my grandfather. Oh, you should have led not, with that. Not non biological, but he's yeah. buried there. They got an uncle there, but it's it's beautiful, and they've got there's so many graves that are like custom made, and they've got uh, they got a lot of nice. See, stuff that's there. the part that's cool is that's where the money goes. So they've got the the really ornate headstones, I'm sure. Also, like playing the game. Um, there's a cemetery in Holy Cross, Kentucky, that is the old. I think it's the oldest in the state, and they've got some people born in the 1700s there. It's a real old Catholic church, and it, uh, yeah, kind of neat to see. Like, ooh, how far back does this go? Yeah, I'm a big fan of seeing like how far back some graves can go. Um, yeah, they have a they have this grave at Cave Hill that's like 
the the gravestone is a tree and like the different branches is all the different families members of the tree. No, that's cool. It is cool. And they've got like different stumps and stuff like that. They add on to it over time. They did. I think the whole family has since died out mm-hmm. or they don't do it anymore. But uh, they've got like, you know, there's Confederate soldiers buried there. There's obviously Union soldiers buried there. A lot of a lot of cool stuff at Cave Hill Cemetery. Oh, old, old, old history, old cemetery. And talk. you can check it out at Ali Fest with the world's greatest cemeteries. <laughs> Roush, I know that we're classic KRC curse. We get off the air just a couple hours later. The news about about the PGA and live break. And I know that our listeners are probably like, we have heard this on every other show. It's been talked about here, there, everywhere. But, yeah, we, but we, but need, we need we, to discuss. We, we've got to talk about it. I need to. Okay. I, I'm going to give you my. When I said on Twitter, please explain to me like this. I'm Explain this to me like I'm five years old. Because I really. I, I haven't done all of my diving into it to know exactly what, how, who, what, how it all happened. So my understanding is. The Saudis just fleets the PGA, started their own league until the PGA caved, and now the Saudis have a controlling stake in the PGA. Is that my am I, am I right? Am I right? Is it more complicated than that? Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's a that's the the geist of it. That's okay. the gist of it. Okay. Um, basically, money talks. The PGA president is a fraud. Yep, Jay Moynihan. And Liv just totally fleece this whole situation. Yeah, they basically just let us stay afloat long enough to be valid for this buyout merger sort of deal. And the PGA mishandled it every step of the way. It could have been so much easier. And I am wrong about so many things, and I didn't predict that this is how this was all going to play out. I was just as shocked as everybody else yesterday. But when we talked about live here on Kentucky Roll Call, I questioned. I was like, "PGA, why are you why are you acting as the kids would say, so out of pocket with this? Like, just let them be. Let them be. the The more that you're going to put your foot down and make the nine eleven claims and ban this or ban that, it's only you're 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 handling this all wrong. And the PGA did what they did. They basically just said, either you're with us, and if you're not with us, then you're getting shunned out. And then the lawsuits came, Roush. The lawsuits came because you had golfers that go to live and say, well, wait, why can't I do this? Or why doesn't my points and my world golf ranking, other tours it counts towards, Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden this one doesn't? And it turned into a little bit of an antitrust situation. Correct. And if they just wouldn't have done that, I don't know if they would have felt maybe so pressured or debatably obligated to have to make peace with Liv. But the way it shook out, because of the handling of the PGA right off the get-go, you were going to have court the courts tied up for years and years and years. Which wouldn't necessarily be a win for Liv. It wouldn't necessarily be a win for the PGA. It'd only be a win for the lawyers. But I think once the PGA realized, like, oh, crap. Like, 
we're still kind of bleeding golfers. Mm-hmm. Now we've got our hands tied in these court cases that I don't think they were going to win. I'm not so I'm not so I don't think that they were super worried about losing either. But I think they just thought, where is the end game in this? Because every single golfer in live could have done that, could have done similar to what Phil Mickelson had done, and just it could have been very, very messy for a long time. And I think eventually the PGA just thought, all right, we did mess this up. Now they're coming at us with a ton of money mm-hmm. and they're all litigation is going to be dropped. Why don't we just do this? Why don't we just do this? It's the easiest way to get them out of the picture while also lining our pockets and boom, this headache for the next 10 years, we can just snap our finger, and instead of dealing with this, we can all just be rich. We know, So, like, which one would you rather do? And the PGA just said, you know what? We'd rather be rich. And now, the Saudis... They, they run are, golf now. They, yeah, they, I mean, they pretty much run golf now, which is wild to think about. Just like that, they pretty much run golf now. It's uh, It was a crazy day for golf yesterday. And I don't have any like big picture, like golf is going to be ruined and it's going to be so much different. We probably won't even notice it being too much different. And if anything, it may actually be better. Probably will be better. I I doubt they're going to have 54 whole tournaments or teams, but I do. I think at least for the players sake, they're going to be happy that there's some guaranteed money involved in being a pro now. Like I, we just don't get to go, I declare I'm a professional, and then you just step onto a pro tour, and then you compete for your salary. Um, they'll they'll have some guaranteed money to where mm-hmm. if you play bad, then you're not screwed, right? Um, and from the Saudi perspective, I've just always thought the money people are bad guys, and now it's just a different kind of like it's just a bad guy. But I don't, you know, it's not going to dramatically change the way I casually watch the sport, especially during the kind of regular season. The part that fascinates me, though, is how, like, guys like Rory McIlroy scoots were on the, t- like, they were ready to fight the live guys, and then the PGA just left them in the dark throughout all these yeah. negotiations. I mean, did you hear that, like, they were calling for Jay Monahan? I, I said president earlier, commissioner. They Did you hear that they were calling for his job? Oh, they should the players? be. Yeah, they should be. I, I feel bad for guys like Rory and Tiger who turned down 500 900 million and 2 years later this thing's crumbling and they could have went and got that. I, d- I don't feel bad for Tiger I mean, Woods. Th- Tiger doesn't need 900 million. But. Maybe some of the guys farther down like yeah. man Morikawa, he turned down a lot to yeah. stay on the PGA. Ricky Fowler, he's yeah. probably kicking himself. Oh he, yeah, he, like kinda, I could have just screwed the bag. Yeah, he's kind of stunk lately. I wonder how much they um they money those guys did get though because i'm sure that i think they have to pay out their contracts I, I think they're gonna have to pay out their contracts i i mean or there's gonna be just a settlement they're just gonna settle for like a ridiculous amount of money too all for yeah. all for taking crap for 10 months to golf for yeah man you that is a, such a deal yeah like hey you're just going to be generational wealthy your kids 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 probably shouldn't have to work assuming you all don't squander all this money 
um, people are going to be mean to you maybe for 10 months and you're going to have to golf in shorts. How does that sound? Oh, man. Like Harold Varner was one of those. <laughs> he was kind of a middle, lower tier guy mm-hmm. who just cashed in huge. Good, yeah, good for those guys. And they, they, I don't know. I don't, I'm not 100% sure about if their contracts are going to be honored. I do think that some of their contracts were built in, like, to how they played or, or to, to playing the events. To playing the events. Yeah. So that may be some, but I still don't think that they're just going to be able to say, like, voided you're not you're well, like a new contract we're going to renegotiate I, if I they sign then the, they got to figure out what they're going to do so i think the people that join live are geniuses the the pga um is supposedly going to find people f- to get them to come back but it's like how do you find people like you, you're making them pay fines for leaving but now you bought them to merge the tours so we uh, that 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 doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me like that's the whole point of the merger. You don't mm-hmm. have to pay the fine to get back in. Uh, also, what's the DP World Tour? They said they're merging that one, too. Never heard of the DP World Tour. DP World Tour, it's it's interesting because they actually recently just got told that their golfers will get world ranking points. But Liv won't. But Liv never did get world <laughs> ranking points. So now, that I mean, that adds a wrench in this whole thing, too. You're adding just... It's it's a mess. That's just the European tour, though, right? Is that that's is, what that's what I was under the impression that okay. the DP tour was just. I like, think it's different from the European tour. Well, I don't think so. Did the European tour change its name to DP tour? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Also, with the, with the money that these guys got, I was under the impression that all that was up front. So, like Dustin Johnson going over there getting two hundred fifty million. I, I was under the assumption. He got all that when he got there. I don't know. I don't think it was just paid in full. I, I, again, I think it was like you you're going to play in this event, and regardless of where you finish, then you know contract like it's payday for you for your contract. But that I don't think it was all up front. I'm sure maybe they got some sort of signing bonus, or they got a, yeah. That's, a lot of see, it. that's how I read it as a signing bonus. The um... fascinating day for sports. Oh yeah. You're going to hear a lot of sports washing regarding Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, yeah, you hear that at times. That's the phrase hot in the streets nowadays. The the other part of this, too, that fascinates me that I just can't really wrap my head around, I mean, Saudi Arabia has more money than God. They just just bought golf. Just bought it. How how do you have, like, they spent $2 billion to bankroll with so they could make this happen. Well, that was just for the live. How much are they paying for the PGA? I mean, that that part of it, um, and, and I'm pretty sure, weren't they, didn't they kind of buy, uh, did that ever come to fruition where they bought like the WWE, UFC combined as well? Yeah, I don't know about that. I thought they did do something with WWE, but not 100% sure because I, I don't watch uh, fake sports right but still just the the amount of money they have i it it does bring into question like well what's next for them like what what, if they're trying to change their country's image by just buying sports to like let people to let people know that like hey we're a new saudi arabia we like fun things too when we don't always kill journalists and maybe fun terrorist attacks maybe we like sports now because if they like they're already doing it with soccer 
I mean, yeah. they're already like paying well, people just ungodly amounts of money to, pay to come a billion dollars to Messi. Yeah, I mean, it's just insane amount of money. I don't know what their end game is necessarily of soccer because they're not going to be able to buy the Champions League necessarily. But will they just be able to attract? I don't know. I don't know what their end game is with soccer. Somebody that knows the soccer situation better than me, feel free to text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. But I can't help but think if Saudi Arabia wanted to start a competitive basketball league to the NBA, how they couldn't do that. Especially with the amount of Euros that are in the NBA. NBA would be creating a, a, a league to compete with the NBA, I think would be their easiest thing that they could do next. That would be the easiest thing for any, I mean... Yeah. Just you don't need as many players. You don't right. need as many players. A superstars carry the day. Yep. And it could be a very similar thing like golf where yeah, we know that some people are not gonna, are going to say no, I'm not I, I've got enough money. I don't need to travel over to the Middle East to get more money. I'm just going to stay here. But you'd be able to get enough big names where people would have to pay attention and could it you know you'd be years away from it being big enough where it would like compete with the NBA but if you saw the best players playing against each other would you all not watch like would I watch Olympic Olympic basketball if you had great basketball I don't care where it's being played it's big names going against one one another I'd probably check it out it it is it, this isn't going to be it in terms of sports Saudi money it's just what is next. I, I wouldn't worry about the NFL. NFL, just not nearly as big as an international game as these other sports. Secondly, you have to have really 70 people on a roster, and that's being a little generous. I know that there's 52 at the season, but you got practice squads and you got support staffs, and it's just a huge endeavor there. So I wouldn't worry about the NFL. And then secondly, like team loyalty is so big in the NFL that – that's I don't think that's a non, I think that's a non-starter. If they wanted to go baseball route, they could probably do something with baseball. I don't know about hockey. Not I'm not I don't know Golf enough about that. The gateway drug, though. But but basketball I would think like could be the easy next if that's for the direction that they want to go. But wild day for the sport yesterday. And what's one thing from Live that you would like to see brought over to the PGA? Shorts. Yeah, shorts. Give me the shorts, baby. Let me see those calves. I never. I, I watched. I don't think I ever watched like three days of a, a live event, but I did watch live here and there, and was always taken aback by the shorts. It was always just like, oh, this must be footage from the practice. Oh no, it's this is the real thing. Like this is the real <laughs> thing. Uh, I'd like to see kind of, and I know that there's probably some golf like purists that would hate this. I'd like to see the music aspect, not necessarily on every hole, but like I, I. I how many people, raise your hand if you're in your car, how many people, when you play golf, are you listening to music? I hate it so much. You hate music when I you're playing it. golf? Yeah, I don't. Oh, I, mean, I love it. I love it. Now, you're you're a, the only it, person our age that I know that hates it. If it's a golf it. scramble, I'm fine with it. But outside of that, it just, I don't know. Like, I'm there to be outside. See, I, don't, I don't really like music. I, I'm indifferent, but <laughs> I prefer to not have music for that very reason, Roush. Just being outside, hearing the sounds I'm, of nature is almost I, I'm, I'm just then there for that. Take, a, for walk, the, take a walk, losers. I'm there for the wind blowing through the trees. I also just don't like, because what ends up happening is you'll have some good tunes, and then it'll get into like some really deep cut rap stuff that's like, chopped and screwed and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this that is sounds not, like a playlist problem. Yeah, well, that's some of it, but yeah. I, so I'm, 
I'm a little bit more uh, out on the, the music. Besides, when you get a, like a song change in your backswing, nothing worse. No, just nothing excuses worse. McGee over here. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm, I'm there for I, nature. I'd like but to you, see... You, you'd like uh, a little music on, yeah. the dry, on the... Maybe not the first tee box, but one of the... Part, maybe a part three tee box? Yes. And I'm not like saying that I want like li- everything to be like the, the Phoenix, the waste management open in terms of like partying brought into golf but we do need more party holes though it, it needs mm-hmm. the it, golf needs to realize that like the old country club 1940s vibe is is gone it is dead it's not coming back and live they had good atmospheres i knew one person that went to a live event and he said he said that it was just as fun as any of the other golf events that he had been to he has he had never been to the waste management but um, he did say that like he'd been to the PGA Championships when it had been here. He said it wasn't quite like Ryder Cup because Ryder Cup you're you're a little bit more engaged in the competitiveness of it. But did say that like it was it was just as good, if not better, than than some of the other ones that he had been to. So I'd like to see that. Uh, Rob Jones, he used to do radio with the Big X, U of L Homer. I, I think I've maybe only met him one time, but by all accounts, people say he's a good guy. Trevor's a big fan of him. He had a good idea, though. You need to have the Liv's best 12 versus the PGA's best 12. Mm. And you need to do a Ryder Cup setting yes. format. Yes. And he was wondering, what what do you do? He suggested the losing team has to sit out a, a year of events. There's no way That's they'd do much. that. too much, yeah, because you're sidelining your superstars. That's the whole point of putting it together. Although I will say, like, the benefit of that – I, I here I've got two suggestions. Curious what you all think, and would love to hear your all's opinions on. They need to do it. They just I mean it'd be a must see TV, but you'd have to make it worth their while. So I just said like let the Saudis throw up 150 million for the winner, and you split it between 12 people, and everybody's just taking home 12 million dollars for a week of work. Like be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I, he he said that he needed he needed something to happen to the losers. Like, it needed to be, not only are the winners getting something, but the losers are being punished to some degree, which is something that very rarely happens in sports. So I think a fun idea would be the losing team, the losing players, they have to sit out just one major of their choosing. can be whatever one they, they want. They've got to sit out one major of their choosing. And Roush, it may be what you said that like that's hurting golf. You're taking big names. You're taking twelve big names out of at least one major, and almost all of them almost certainly would probably pick the last one or the British Open. It would just be those two because they're not missing the Masters and they're probably not missing the PGA Championship. But that would be a competitive advantage for the uh, the twelve other golfers that won. If you had twelve of the biggest names having to sit out, there's your there's the advantage. You don't have to worry about them when you're playing at a again, nobody would set on Masters, but at Augusta, you don't have to worry about Dustin Johnson because Liv lost to the PGA guys. So don't worry about him on the leaderboard. That'd be a nice advantage to have like twelve of the biggest names taking out of your potential prize money. Now the only issue there would be if you won, people would be like, Yeah, you won, but you didn't have Rory. Rory had to sit out this one, so was it legitimate? But I like the idea. What the stakes are, that's well, up for debate. But I do love the. There's no debate that well, a yeah. live versus PGA Ryder Cup style three day event wouldn't just be absolutely killer because these guys don't like each other, with maybe few exceptions. 
let Bryson DeChambeau I've, talk a little crap. See, and I, I've I've got the opposite impression though of the the rivalry aspect of it. I don't think they really care that much anymore. They did. I think they did initially. Oh, I, I think, think after yesterday, they care maybe even more. Because now, oh, okay. now the live guys look all smart, and they took so much crap, and they're going to give it back. And they were already, some of those guys, pretty unlikable with the PGA guys. And now they've got their pockets just lined with Saudi money, and they're right back to where they were from the get-go. God, just, Patrick Reed's going to be unbearable. <laughs> I just can't believe how stupid Jay Moynihan was. Because, like, if you just slightly played ball with Liv, that league would have been, I mean, they, it would have five years tops. Oh, you just should have just let them do their thing. Instead, you were such a, like, we're drawing a line. and They were took such a hard-lining mm-hmm. stance instead of coalescing some that they became victim of all these lawsuits. And apparently, uh, the one thing I did see is that part of part of it, too, is their 501c3 status was going to be up in jeopardy in all these lawsuits as well. Oh, you mean the PGA Tour nonprofit is potentially a for-profit organization? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know uh, that. I didn't know that aspect. Of uh, it. Also, like g- federal government, what do we? How are all of these technically nonprofits? Like the NFL. Do <laughs> think think? All right, just imagine if the NFL was ta- All of these professional leagues were just taxed at twenty percent straight up. Think about the pile of money that would go back into communities across the country. And now they'll argue, well, we do community service, but what if you're mandated to do it? Changes well, things. Well, I would if I would only be okay with that if it means my taxes are lower. Yeah, let's do it. Got to look out for number one in the tax game. Do you want to see a team aspect in from Liv brought no, over to the PGA? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I'm good. I don't. I, pay, I, I, yeah. I do, but it's got to again, as I've said a couple times, it's got to be like college oriented or region oriented or state oriented. You can't just pull them out of a hat and college. say like we're going to be the Smashers. College could be fun. College would be fun. I, I don't know if or you could. conference affiliation. It'd have to be like, like conference. conference. Yeah. yeah. You get oh, against the Big Ten and golf. Like, that <laughs> was losers. Conference affiliate. I think we just found the sweet yeah, spot there. Sure. And then, you know. SEC. <laughs> seriously, imagine Augusta with, like, the SEC versus Big Ten going to the final two holes. And the team aspect of it, it's still all individual. Like, you're still going to have individual winners. It's just where your individual fits. There's a team. It adds to the team's points. So, like. Again, that would be that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, would really enjoy that. You get dog barking at Augusta, <laughs> at Amen Corner. You get a bunch of Georgia fans just going bonkers. Be great. All right, we're long overdue for a break. We had to touch on the live and the PGA stuff, just like everybody else. Wild times yesterday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Not a seasonal, but give me red velvet Oreos. Don't you know that red velvet's just chocolate? <laughs> Those people just remain the worst of the worst. Red velvet, too, is also just like a really good red velvet is great, but most aren't. Most are just average cake. Okay, you take it easy, Julius Randall's mom. Some spit dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. 
A baby born will die before this in chocolate rain. Crash and I both just listening to this rejoin. Intently. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. It's a little rain this morning. We needed it. Yeah, I didn't know it didn't rain at all when I was gone for those four days. Yeah, we, we really needed it. And uh, I love that that's become a dad thing. On, uh, it'll be like 20-year-olds that'll walk outside and are shaking, nodding their head like, yeah, we needed this rain. <laughs> Doing like the, the dad jokes. And I'm, just, I'm not being serious. It's is, been a while. Is there anything better than waking up in the middle of the night and having your windows open and you just hear rain falling? Did that happen last night? Yeah, it did. No air conditioning on at night in the scoots house? Uh, so I had my fan on. I actually didn't know it was raining. I got out of bed to go to the bathroom, and then I went to the kitchen to grab a drink, and I had that window open as well, and I just heard it fall, and I was like, man, that's great. I'm just shocked that you all are, didn't have the windows closed for air conditioning. No, well, I mean, when it drops down to in and, the low 60s at night, so I'm opening been, the windows every night. So you've been doing the uh, open the windows at night? Shut them during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad strategy. Although today, I think you can leave them open. It's only going to get to like 74. Nice, nice. Real nice, car. That is nice. Yeah, I think the rest of the week is supposed to be pretty nice, mm-hmm. at least from a temperature standpoint. That's cool. That's cool. What's also cool, all this golf talk, we're going to move on to some other stuff here soon. But want to remind you, you heard in the commercials, the Big X Sports Radio golf card, Father's Day rapidly approaching. Make sure you get yours. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com. You can play some of the nicest courses in the area, and that includes Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, Christmas Lake, and Santa Claus, Indiana, and Park Mammoth, under $25 around. You just cannot beat that rate, I promise you. You can go to BigXSportsRadio.com to get it today. You can also check out the Mike Rutherford bio there, the only place to get Mike Rutherford's bio. Or call 812-725-1457, 812-725-1457. Like I said, it includes Park Mammoth, one of the nicest courses in Kentucky. They're doing a big, big fun scramble on the 4th of July. They want you to participate in it. It's on America's birthday. Go to parkmammoth.com to learn more about it. We're going to be at Park Mammoth. Mm -hmm. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today, June 21st, and it's set in stone. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing the show. It's going to be an early start for us. Yeah, but early Central time. we hope that you come yeah. out, say hello, and then we've even got our tea time. I think we're the 8.15 tea time, so our show there will go 6 to 8. I was like, wait, that's not going to work. <laughs> but really, it'll be like a 9.15 tea time, uneastern time. Right. Time zones always get us here on Kentucky Roll Call. Big, big time zone. Time hey, zones and season. So come down and play with us and just call Park Mammoth and say, hey, I want, you know, I, June 21st, I want to, I've got a threesome, I've got a foursome. I, you know, if you're single, get out there, be a single and just say I, 8.30, 8.05. Be right around us. Squeeze us, hit into us. We don't care. But join us out there because we're going to have a fun time. I cannot wait to finally get to play this course two weeks from today, June 21st. I did have to talk to Dugan last night about – I had to tell him that about my high-maintenance um, hotel obligations. Oh, so we're going down the night before? That's the pl- – I mean, you, I, I, I would be okay driving if that's what everybody decided to do. I but would it, not. It, It'd be fun. I mean, it'd be fine to go down there. Just be a long day. He was like, there's this place that when we go, we we will stay at in Bowling Green. And 
I think you know I'd be happy to get it for you all. He's gonna go. He's gonna be down there. He's like, it's got two bedrooms. It's got a couch. He's like, you and Roush get the bedrooms. We'll get a blow up mattress for Scoots. I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> and I had to. I had to notify him that I'm a little high maintenance about my my room and board. I was like, I may get a hotel room just by myself, and I'll pay for it, and you can do your own sort of deal. And there's just no easy way to say that without sounding like a huge DB. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. there's just no way to do it without you, it. You just got to admit, but, like, I'm a huge DB no, about well, my... No, well, I'm not. No, I'm not. Just, I'm not. Just say I'm, it. I'm not. I'm a giant DB. <laughs> I just like... that. That's a thing about me. I like to be able to go to sleep in peace when I want. I've not that I think that you all would be up like raging or anything like that. I'll be in bed before you. I like to. The platties are going to be splatty. I'd like to go to bed uh, when I'd like to. I like to be able to go to the bathroom in peace. Uh, I don't want to have to smell or hear other people going to the bathroom. I just like to, when it comes to lodging, I like to do my own thing. I'll, if we go down the night before, I'll be the life of the party until I'm not, and then I'll just go back to my own little place, and you got, and then you know, we'll reconvene in the morning. So I did have to express that to him, which he was very nice about. But you could, you know, as anybody, like, okay, get over it. Well, don't for, <laughs> don't forget, you know, a guy who works in hotels. I could probably get you a sweet little discount. Oh, that's nice. That'd be really the, that, uh, that would be. Uh, you can get me a sweet discount. A sweet, discount on a sweet. Sweet discount. So the, I, can get, uh, I can get any sweet I want. <laughs> very discounted. Yep. The last time that I went down and partied in Bowling Green, it was my brother's 21st birthday, and he had torn his ACL, like, I don't know, two weeks before. Ooh. So it was a, it was a, all right, let's, let's, let's lighten the mood a little bit here. So let's, let's, Did you get after go. it? Yeah. And, um, Did he get after it? Yeah, of course. He's probably on pain pills, right? Um, no, I wasn't good. Um, I mean, he, he wasn't going to take them and then be just like black out. Right. Um, okay. But uh, smart brother. But you know, Hilligans is the big the big college spot down there, and it was the part that fascinated me is I was used to UK college bars on a weeknight, different at in like Western Kentucky. That's also another thing is like what where where are we gonna go on a Tuesday night in the summer? Go to Hilligans, be a good time. Um, but that that was the thing though is it was cheap. It was still very cheap to drink there, but it you know twenty five people instead of a hundred. Just smaller scale. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, the 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 giant Jenga you could play outside, stuff like that. So uh, Bowling Green, most uh, fast, most franchise restaurants per capita in the USA. Is that so? Yeah, so plenty of places to explore. I've never actually gone out in Bowling Green before, but that's the thing. Like, if he wants to stay in Bowling Green, it's a thirty-five minute drive to the golf course. Yeah, well, I mean, there's nowhere closer unless we went to Dinosaur World or Mammoth uh, Cave, Glasgow. Glasgow, you're not, you're not. There's not a night on the town in Glasgow, even on the weekend. Uh, no, no offense. Got a lot of friends from Glasgow. It's a great place, but it's not, not exactly the the happening spot. Thirty, 30 minutes is no, no big deal. Park City. <laughs> oh, high maintenance TJ over here, Scoots. I mean, if you're driving <laughs> forty minutes in the morning, it's like, well, maybe you just drive two hours in the morning and go the and just drive down in the morning, save the hotel altogether. How long does it take you to get here? I was about to say, it's, it's 30 studio? minutes yeah. is 
Maybe uh, with 64 uh, shut down, it probably took you close to 30 this morning. Why would 64 impact me in the slightest? Oh, you don't go 64? No, happens always, now. I thought you did. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I always, like heavens has just come into like it's better than some other words that I say, and all the all the 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 wife's family. Anytime they heard heavens, they were like, "How old are you? Why do you say heavens? That's I, weird to say." <laughs> I was like, "I don't even notice I'm saying it anymore." For what it, for what it's worth, I've definitely heard an uptick in the heavens reference. I've been high on heavens lately. Already, already. Look who's already. Yeah, so I guess lodging, we still haven't really set anything into stone yet. We're figuring it out. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> uh, there is in Park City, there's the Grand Victorian Inn. We could stay there. There's a Bailey's, but I don't think it's a casino. Bally's? You mean? What, what's the difference? There's no I in Bally. Uh, there is an there is an eye in Bailey's. Okay, so yeah, definitely not a casino. We could Grand Victorian looks pretty nice. We could drive. I'm pretty sure they've got a gambling thing in downtown Bowling Green. A slot machine. It's more. I think they got a Damon Thayer machine place. That might be all the way in Franklin, but I'm not. I'm not positive. See the signs. Not driving to Franklin to play slots. Now we got everybody all. Oh boy, this is falling apart. TJ, it's falling. It's falling apart. Uh, Dan Dockage had a dumb tweet. Stop me if you've heard this one before. He's had a lot of them lately. Is there a bigger bunch of cowards than UK Athletics scared of IU basketball, football, and baseball? (laughs) Chicken bleep has always been their thing. That and paying through FedEx. Discussing now. Says the guy that if you disagree with him, he blocks them, calling other people cowards. That's just like, we're, I mean, not that I ever thought Dan Dockage had any sort of self awareness to begin with. He came at me not too long ago. Ticked me off pretty good. About, I, I'm long since blocked by Dan Dockage. I cannot remember what it was in regards to, but I was just, somebody had tweeted something and he commented on it. So I commented and corrected the, the original tweet. And he commented back to me like "stupid little boy" or something. I can't remember what he said. Somebody just has always been a bully, and they don't know how to yep. survive in the online era. Yep. Yeah. So it's everybody else's problem, not his. Yeah. The bully gets bullied, and you're seeing the bully crumble in just real time. It's sad. What was it? Uh, it was the Zach Eady transferring news. It was the tw- the UK Twitter account Pell's year. Yeah, yeah, they got they him. got him, and then he was like, "Well, I knew it was fake. I just was putting it out there to see the response." That's I was what like, I do. You are such a loser. But we've known that he forever. Was just, he was just trying to get like a breaking news thing. He accused the fine folks at ESPN 680 here in town of like, well, you all made fun of my deceased father. And they were all like, whoa, that's pretty serious. I don't think anybody here would do that. So, like, can you give us like who said it? Or he's like, you all know. I'm not saying who said it. It's like, oh, is there a chance possibly you just made all this up to get attention? Uh, you guys know who did it. It's uh, like, no, we really don't. Um, oh, boy. <sighs> had a similar interaction like that with a UK media member and a night out in Nashville. He was like, I know what you've been writing about me. And I was like, what? Tell me what it was. You, I'm not saying it. You know what it was. <laughs> Dan Dockage, though, easily one of the biggest goobers in media. We got to take our hour break. We're all over the place today. Uh, it's a hump day edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Sports Radio. Make sure you start your hump day off right. Stop in at Thornton's today. They're the best. You're going to save money at the pump each and every time if you're a Refresher Rewards member. Hour 2 in the Thornton's text line coming up next.
No, ma'am. We're Kentucky Roll Call. We're on a mission from God. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. How'd you know it was hour number two? I couldn't tell. <laughs> Scoots didn't play the right rejoin. I don't mind, Scoots. I got to give it a break every now and then. I didn't I didn't mind. Nope, never getting a break from me. <laughs> There's a couple nice Airbnbs in, in Park, Park City. <laughs> And that way we don't have to worry about, like, you know, we can make our own entertainment. Well, but the, if, if you're – I think you're misunderstanding the point, TJ. If you just want a hotel to sleep in, then I'll just sleep in my bed and drive down in the morning. The point is to have a good night with the fellas. I know. That's BG. what I'm saying is, like, a nice Airbnb does all those things. We can stay up late. We can eat junk food. Yeah, we yeah, but, can the, 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 watch things on TV we're not supposed to watch. <laughs> If it's I don't think you should leave, then I'm out. What was that show that when we were kids, Cat House? Cat House? What? It was Cat House. Yeah, I think that was it. Was that it? I have no idea what you're referring to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Cat House. It was about like the brothel in Nevada. It was on HBO. I thought you were just real sex. That's the... No, that was Cat the... House was better. No, uh, I disagree. I don't. I didn't really. I don't know what either. Cat House didn't is, have but... HBO at the house. Just googled Cat House. Not good ratings. <laughs> mm. uh, or, six out of six point three out of ten on IMBD isn't terrible. Or you could just stay up late on Comedy Central and they'd have the Girls Gone Wild commercials. The Girls Gone Wild commercials. Yeah, yeah, those were a lot of those. There was a ton of those. Yep. I imagine the internet really wasn't good for the Girls Gone Wild brand. <laughs> We'll talk it. We'll figure it out. Uh, we're going to be playing golf two weeks from today at Park Mammoth, and we're just figuring out where we're going to stay the night before. But we hope that you'll come join us out on the links. We hope that you'll hit up Salsaritas today in Louisville, two locations. Middletown, it has a drive through Stay out of the rain. St. Matthew's is right off Hubbard's. No drive through there, but it does have a nice covered patio, and you're in and out. And the service is always great. Friendly, friendly staff, fresh food, cooked right in front of you. It is so good. Download the app. You're going to save time. You're going to save money at Salsaritas. So, so good. Uh, Today, Kentucky might get a new basketball player. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, we can get into that. Jordan Burks. Yes. He's committing at noon today. I think he's maybe still in Lexington. He may have gone home at this point. I'm not sure. Do you think maybe he's just going to like never go home? The visit never ends? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think he probably already moved his stuff. I would imagine UK is also just like, yeah, I mean, we've got our other freshmen here. We we if you're gonna join us, we're playing basketball in a couple weeks. Come get here. Get here now. So get. he's committing today. It sounds like it's gonna be UK, the leading scorer from the OTE. I think it's a nice piece to add to the fold. I, I don't think it really Checks any boxes for guarantees. It's not like, hey, here's your guaranteed shooter. Here's your guaranteed lockdown defender. 26% three-point shooter last year. I'm not sure it locks down any specific box, but it's another piece in case Rob 
Dillingham doesn't isn't ready or if DJ Wagner maybe is slightly overrated it just gives you a little bit more insurance from a scoring standpoint not necessarily from a shooting standpoint but it gives you a little bit more insurance in case one of these guys doesn't pan out and maybe maybe he's ready to blow up maybe those 27 points per game in the OTE that translates to 15 points in D1 college basketball I don't know probably not but it's a body. It's somebody that knows how to score. Um, not the best outside shooter in the world, but I do like his ability to be able to create his own shot with the ball in his hands. I think that's always an important thing to be able to do, um, especially with teams that – if UK doesn't get Antonio Reeves back, teams are just going to pack the paint against this UK team. Yep. So you need people that can score with the ball in their hands doing their own thing and getting to the line, with the, which is something – that Jordan Burks does a pretty good job of. Um, Rivals lists him at 6'9". I think he's a little shorter than that, 200 pounds. But he's probably going to be you're probably going to play the three position. I wouldn't really envision him being a four. Right. I, I would not either. Um, but I don't know. Who knows? We'll need to see all these guys on the court before you have a better idea of exactly how it goes. But he's going to commit today. And, again, I'm not saying that you need to go – Get your pots and pans and head out to the streets because it's such a big deal. But I think it's a solid addition. Yeah, it's fine. I, 24-7 has them at 6-7-180. How could 24-7 and Rivals have be so far off on those two things? Another 24-7 article has them at 6-9-190. Yeah, we have. wild. Yeah, there's a uh, – on three, we've got them at 6-9 as well. Um, that's probably just what OTE, their measurements were. I, I did find out, too, that he wasn't – so his prep school, Hillcrest, played in overtime elite, but it, so he's not necessarily an overtime elite player. Um, that was his fourth school oh, gotcha. in okay. two years. I was wondering, was, like, was Hillcrest prep just incorporated into OTE? Basically, they're just like, we're just going to play in this league. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Because um, I've wondered, like, where would these OTE guys be if they weren't in the OTE? And Prep school, I, I figure to be prep schools, and that's exactly what you just answered my question for me. Yeah. I did uh, see yesterday, too, that they're going to start a spring league for uh, high school players. like For football. Hey, yeah, for yeah. high school football. Yeah, I had, this, like, I had this written down for today. Like, let's just get all the good ones to play against each other. And I think the scouts are very excited about this potential. If they can get good players, if it becomes a thing, because that's the biggest problem with football recruiting is – it's hard to compare because they don't compete against each other. So uh, with with nil incentives, uh, they're going to try to make that work. And they're they're doing it by states, right? But they're going to play against one another. So do you do you have the list of the states? I do not have the list of the states. No. Um, it was like California, New York. It was, it was big hubs. Uh, I believe Georgia and Florida were as well. And then they would play. You know. Here's a tournament in Atlanta. Here's a tournament in Dallas. Kind of, kind of like uh, how uh, they they do the seven on seven already. I didn't realize Ohio still hasn't passed spring football for like their high schools. What? Yeah, I don't understand it. That is very far behind. That's very bizarre. Yeah, doesn't make much sense. Yeah, prep super league. It, the it's the founder of the USFL. Did you mention that? I did not. No. Okay, a six week. Football League for elite high school football. The league's going to work with players on nil deals, freeing up athletes restricted by state associations. 
Um, and I'm trying to get the list of the states that are going to have it. There, Kentucky's not going to not going to have one, unfortunately. Uh, I wouldn't expect um, it, yeah. the 11-11 12-team league will use NCAA playing rules and host its first season next April, April 19th to May 24th. And the teams are going to be based in Atlanta, Cleveland, Dallas, Houston, New Jersey, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Miami, Phoenix, San Diego, San Francisco, and Tampa. Yeah, a little California heavy for my liking. Maybe a little too out west heavy for my liking. They don't care about Phoenix. sports out there. What do we need? That. Yeah, what do we need a Phoenix team for? There's like five quarterbacks from there. That's it. I mean, but, do we really need Phoenix and San Diego both having teams? Yeah, do we exactly. really need LA, Phoenix, and San Diego all having teams? Either way, if they can just – I think the hardest part about all of this is just getting high school kids to say, all right, I'll take some more hits. Because that's a lot of it. I mean, that's additional wear and tear. Would you say a six-week league? Do you think if you got invited to this one, you'd say, like, I'm not going to be playing high school football in the fall? Like, this will be my season, and it's Uh, only a month, so it's actually fewer hits? I would think I would be – I would frown upon that if I was a coach. I don't know. I feel like if maybe if you're a coach, for sure. But if you were a player, I I think I could make a case that, like, I'm getting fewer hits on my body, and if I'm in this league, I'm already probably getting – the necessary exposure. Like I don't need to play in the fall to get the scholarships that I need or get the interest that I need. I think just going to this league probably means you already have an impressive offer sheet. Probably. Ooh, the, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and the, a lot of it comes down to, you know, how well does it work? Um, does it become a thing? Um, because that, that feels like a consequence down the road, TJ, but I don't think it would happen right away because a lot of these guys, they're playing, um, they would be playing in the spring, then committing, then doing their fall season and showing up. And the coaches that they're committing to want to see – like you can't get better if you don't play. I know there's an injury prevention part of it, but you gotta you got to play football to get better. Yeah, so. but maybe a month playing against the best of the best is the – see, I thought they'd do it in the fall. I didn't know it was going to be in the spring. But I guess in the spring, they – like if – people will have the option. Like, I will do the spring and I'll play in my high school fall, or I'll just do the spring league and that's I'll commit somewhere and I'll be good to go. I can't imagine it being very good, like, quality football to watch either. But if you're, I guess it will depend on the level of talent they bring in. Well, but that, but that's the other part that's fascinating about this is it's football's not a very, it's a very team-oriented sport. You know, you spend hours watching, yeah. getting on the same page with the playbook, stuff like that. So, I, I mean, they figure it out with seven on seven how you can make this work with a limited amount of time together. So, I'm sure they would be able to here, but it is more complicated when you add in blocking and tackling, right? Because uh, some of these quarterbacks could just be getting killed because <laughs> the offensive lines aren't working together. So, from a practical standpoint, there will be challenges. Um, but, like, you know, Juco football is very similar in that regard. So yeah. I, I'm I'm it'll be fascinating to, to to see how how well it can work, but um I'll be I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on it. Players will pay a fee to join the Prep Super League that figures to be somewhere in the low four figure range and a fraction of what high school athletes could pay to attend IMG Academy, which can cost upwards of eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a horrible comparison. Though. <laughs> you pay eighty thousand dollars for to go to school here for a year or. You can play in our league, but if it's four figures, it's probably like eighty five hundred bucks. They said low four figures. Low four figures, okay. So maybe a couple, few thousand bucks somewhere in that ballpark is what I'd guess. Which probably, which that seems reasonable with equipment and 
all that sort of stuff. But then you also got to figure out traveling to get wherever you're playing. Unless, if, if the travel's included, then that would make sense. But if not, that'd be a huge pain in the ass because I'm sure they're flying all over the country. imagine travel that goes into travel, you would think, or you'd hope. But, yeah, interesting stuff. You'll hear more about that probably when it gets closer next year. Or, you, or maybe even this fall, you'll hear about some players opting out of their high school league to try the Super League. It, it, who knows? We'll, well see. One thing that, um, that strikes me, though, uh, the timing, like the, the, last night being at that that panel and you know I'm they're, they're flashing pictures right and they've got uh Brian up there with his Sports Illustrated cover from back in the day and the whole point of that article back in 04 was the death of the three sport athlete and really what it was showing is where we are now mm-hmm. the specialization not only the specialization but the proliferation of profiteering from prep sports which back in the day you got recruited because you were good and your high school coach had a lot of power, for lack of better terms. Like, your high school coaches say mattered a lot in recruiting. How good they were at coaching, the trust they built with those college coaches, a lot of that came into play and is can this guy do it, right? And I'm sure you would watch some tape, you would go to the school and you would get some of the film. But now with Huddle, with AU, 7-on-7, independent workouts, like... It's just thinking about the amount of money spent on kids' sports now, which I – it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, it does seem like it's a lot. Um, Dugan was talking about college tuition yesterday and just everything. Everything's so expensive. Well, it's probably cheaper than some of the private high schools. God, he's so got he – saved up. So he got to do two at once. It's a good point. It's a good point about – the, the high school aspect of it. It was cheaper for me to go to UK than to sales. Yeah. I, mean, I, was, you know. I think that was the case for me as well, um, <laughs> which is wild. And you know what, though? But I think, he skipped, I think they're going to be skipping the dorm thing, which can save you a lot of money. They sticking, is P. Diddy sticking around here? Is he going, I th- I going think, to Louisville? I, I think they're both going to hang around. Okay. I don't know if it's, I, set, it's set in stone, but I, I didn't know if uh, any small ball college sports were in their future or not. What I was told is that they were weighing options. On, on maybe playing sports in college at some smaller schools, but Brom coming home kind of changed things. I would just... Which I understand that. And, you know, some some of those experiences, they're for those people, but uh, uh, I think college is more rewarding to save money and enjoy the college than, like, doing, like, a warped high school version and paying a lot more money. Because, like, your Brescia's, your Berea's, your... Uh, Kentucky Wesleyans, um, centers. Yeah, you could have a nice experience there, get a good degree, still play your sports. But I different strokes for different folks. That's true. But with the small ball stuff, if you're on the fence about it, it probably means it's not for you. Yeah, like you, you got to be little... you got to be committed to just playing sports. And there's people out there that do that, and they go and they love it because they just love playing sports. But if you're like, eh, do I want? I'm not sure if I want. If so you're if you're huge, not sure about it, then huge you, commitment. Then I, that's your answer. If yeah. you're not sure about it, you, your answer's there for you. Who that cats fan tweets into the show says, "I do not want to hear cat house slander from Roush. It was awesome. Also, shout out to Real Sex Taxi Cab Confessions and Sex Quiz with Katie Morgan. Always fun to come home late and catch them Friday or Saturday while devouring Taco Bell." Yeah, that does seem like that was like the 2005 TV rotation after 9 p.m. 
Yeah, some, some early TV smut pre-internet. Um, yeah. Do you remember Cash Cab? Cash Cab was great. Man, I always wanted to be on Cash Cab. Like, I always, like, and I only went to, like, New York, I think, one time. But I was just, when I was in New York, like, every cab, I was like, is this it? Is this it? <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. By the way, did you all ever get uh, duped by the old lady back in the day? Uh, Ruth? When, lo- when looking for these types of shows? Uh, I think her name, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Ruth. Oh, yeah. Ruth. That was great. Oh, yeah, that, gosh, that was, like, sleepover giggles for I, hours and hours on it. it and it also was Kind of inform like we, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. learned a thing or two about yeah. a thing or two. Well, I like, remember, she would use like medical terms, and we were like, "She said penis. a lot of props." I remember turning it on, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, it's gonna be good!" And then I flip it on, and it's this eighty-five-year-old lady. I'm like, "The hell's this? Mm-hmm. I'm out." Pretty yeah, sure Doctor infor- Ruth is still uh, still kicking. No way. Yeah. No way. She just always looked eighty, even though she wasn't. <laughs> uh, Bruce Westheimer. She's a sex therapist. What was the show called? She is alive, but do you all have any guests on her age? It's like Sex Talk with Dr. Ruth. I would say that she's now 81. Okay. I'm going to go higher, 87. She is 95 years young. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So she was even, even wilder, can you name her height? Uh, 4'10". Yeah, she looks like she the was smallest tiny. little woman in the world. Yeah. Great five, five guesses. 4'7". What? <laughs> That's a child. Four seven. I wonder if that's like you know her shrinking in her in her age. Literally, Duke's almost four seven. <laughs> I can't find the name of her show. Oh man, it's crazy. Oh wow, we just kind of went down a weird road there. It's yeah, Wednesday. We sure did. It's appropriate. Okay, let's take our last break. We'll come back and do the Thornton's text line. A lot of good text. Uh, we need to also, not really like our cup of tea. There's other shows that are going to talk more about this, but Ellie De La Cruz. Dude, yeah. Woo! He's the man. And I'm, <sighs> had a hell of a game last night, too. I just would have gone Sunday, but had to had to go to Kentucky football camp. Mm. Now you missed Miss, out. Missed my chance to see him in Louisville. And Joey Votto was playing. Oh, gosh. Did they win? I don't know. Um, oh, no, Reds won. Ellie De La Cruz, my favorite Louisville bat of all time. They uh, came back though. They were down five runs. The Dodgers were thirty-four and zero. Went up five runs. Now they're thirty-four and one. Yeah, it was eight to three. Yeah, don't call it a comeback. Ellie De La Cruz, hardest hit baseball of the year for the Cincinnati Reds, has a double in his debut. Jeez, was it really? Yeah, that's incredible. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. On Big Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Don't ever leave me. Ever. Good. Because I'd find you. <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment Kentucky Roll Call on Big X ShadyRays.com for the best sunglasses on the planet. ShadyRays.com and use promo code BIGX, 25% off at checkout. All right. It's been a fun show today. We've got a lot to te- a lot of text to get to. Ellie De La Cruz just was phenomenal last night. How many rookies in their debut get their name chanted by the home crowd? I don't 
I bet that probably wasn't the Reds' most attended game all season. I'd imagine like opening day was probably closer. It actually but was uh, last random... weekend, two, two weekends ago. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, the largest regular season crowd in Great American Ballpark history, maybe? It was packed. Just a random Tuesday? No, or no. like a random Tuesday? It was a Saturday. It was a Saturday game. What but was going on, though? They were good for the first time in like three years. So people were excited. And it was nice weather. I... Hmm. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll take your word for it, but that's surprising. To I, me. I, I think uh, I think it was just the largest crowd of the season, not ever. Okay. But, um, well, they had a good crowd last night. It mm-hmm. wasn't packed shoulder to shoulder or anything like that, but they had a good crowd last night. And for a random Tuesday in Cincinnati, that's pretty impressive. Uh, but he was he was good. He he played well. I, I did not watch any of it, but I saw pretty much everybody else on Twitter was talking about it. That are Reds fans. Um, congrats. Congrats to the Reds. I How about him? Waiting for this for a long time. How about him having to go from Columbus to Cincinnati yesterday when he got the news, and then still shows up and plays well. Hmm, pretty impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, to live up to the hype. To what did he finish batting? I know at one point uh, he was one for three, had that double, but he also had a couple walks. So yeah, he, pretty, scored a, he scored a run too. He did get a run. Yeah, which is nice. Pretty pretty good debut. Did the Reds win or no? We, they did nine to eight. Okay, they did win. We talked gotcha. about it last segment. I Thanks heard I heard you say they came back, but I didn't hear the final <laughs> score. So Scooch, mm-hmm. suck it. <laughs> good. I know the Reds have been struggling since the the Red Sox have been off the schedule for them. So glad to see that they got the win and that he played well. Two straight wins. Wow! Watch out. Let's see. What else do we got? All right, let's get to the Thornton sex line. 502-414-1450. Texter says, Scooch, one question. Who are the good guys? Uh, Indiana, baby. Why are they the good guys? Oh, they just always have been. That's my good guys. Everybody has different definition of good guys. You, I'm sure you all have different good guys than I have, but Indiana's my good guys. Man, IU just really embarrassed themselves over the weekend, which is always good, clean, American fun. Uh, Texter says, you guys coming to Canada. I would have loved to, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I'll definitely be watching every single game. Won't miss it, but I would have liked to have been able to go. But unless something changes soon, seems highly, highly unlikely. I bet UK will have plenty of people there, though. I'm sure there's plenty of families that are like, that'll be a nice little trip. And smart in the summer to go north and Mm -hmm. not go south. Roush will not be there. Scooch definitely is not going. Yeah, um, and we're even... Case most local media is on the fence about going. Um, just I think it'd a, be silly not to go if I were running a local media I mean, company. You, like from Courier Journal, Herald Leader, like there's not a – last year I think there was only three media that went to the Bahamas. Um, so just from a budgetary constraint thing, there's a lot of people waiting to kind of play in the wait-and-see game with Toronto because there's nothing official they don't have like a media hotel either with like media block rates or anything like that. So it's, um, yeah, figure, figuring that out has been fun. I, I would highly recommend if you're running a company that covers UK sports, you strongly consider going to that. This seems like a very important UK basketball season and it all kind of officially starts with that Canada trip. I think it will be worthwhile to have people there. And with how little Calipari's talked, to be able to just get him, likely with only a couple other media members there, it would be in. I think, be valuable. It'd yeah. be very valuable. But then again, I'm not the one that's paying out. And then again, I don't. I'm not going myself. But I also <laughs> don't run a media company. Uh, I'm just a, a cog in one. Uh, the um, 
It is just fascinating, though. We've had, like, a week of these satellite camps, and what's is anything happening at them? I remember it used to be Media City at every single one of them. They've had a bunch, but, like, are there players there? There are. are. Justin Edwards is doing it. Like, there, there are, and there's been even a couple videos of them, and, like, the players seem personable. It seems like they're having fun. Those are things that, like, normally would, would be summer topics. But just with the roster in flux, nobody really cares, first and foremost. Secondly, UK is not advertising them. No. Um, they're like try- – every – Yeah, they're trying – Everything to- at UK right now is very much a, like, we're just trying to lay as low as possible. Very is, weird. Yeah. Weird times going on at UK. Nobody's really explaining why they're doing the things that they're doing. A texter says, weren't Thierro and Ugo both originally 2023 kids who reclassed up? I love the idea that by the end of the week, we could have nine-man roster that's essentially all freshmen. Uh, Thierro was not, I don't believe. I think he was just a late ad. But Ugo reclassed. And um, speaking of reclass and big guys, uh, Samto Cyril is visiting on Thursday. Guess where he played, TJ? OTE. Yeah, he was a teammate with Rob Dillingham. Um, I think his height is also up for debate. I don't know how big he is, but 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", center. Uh, visiting Thursday, potential reclass candidate in 2023. So it, even though I think Thierra would technically be um, old enough to be a sophomore, it, you might add another freshman, just the freshmen's. Cal's really doubling, tripling, quadrupling. What's eight? Octagonally. Yeah, octagonally downing. Octagonally downing on this roster. Old strategy, Cotton. Again, as a prospect, there's a lot to like about Somto. Big, long, bouncy, shot blocker. Uh, Think Ugo. (laughs) I mean, they're very similar players, it seems like. Uh, They would probably do a lot of the same things. I'm cool with it. Like, again, it's another body. Bring it in. Maybe it turns out to be something amazing. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, But you need backups. Like, you're going to need other players. And if you can't, for whatever weird, godforsaken reason, you can't go get transfers with more experience, then get people with huge upside. And and, and he does. Somto Sirel has huge upside. He will be somebody that will be on the NBA radar. Um, Already is. So, cool. Bring him in. Let him reclassify. Don't expect much out of them. Same with uh, the Hart fella. Same with Brooks, who we just talked about. Brooks, yeah. yeah I, Burks, I yeah. think it's funny, though. It's like, remember when... Was it was it this league that came out that when it, when it happened, people thought it was going to be the end of Kentucky? Or was that the G League's Ignite that people were freaking out about? G League, I believe. Okay. But either way, maybe a little bit of both. We're going to find out if overtime elite players are, in fact, elite because they're all coming to Kentucky. It's true. It's true. And I don't know if UK, if uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is just total desperation or it's just you're sensing some sort of opportunity. But if you're OTE, you are like loving this. Yeah, because your guys are going to UK. And you're going to be able to be like, hey, more people come here. Look, you're going to UK. It's a great selling point for them. It's a big deal for them that UK is all of a sudden just kind of going all in on these OTE guys. But yeah, it's not impossible that you see Somto join the fold. You're almost certainly going to have Jordan Burks commit to UK today at noon. And then David Sisk of Cats Illustrated, he says Joey Hart, the Hoosier. If he gets 
an offer from UK, he'll commit, and he's visiting this weekend, and they don't think that they're bringing in, him in here not to visit. So look for an addition of Joey. So you're seeing how the roster is starting to kind of come together. It's as young as a UK team will literally, quite literally, ever be. I still would really, really like Antonio Reeves back. Things I don't like that it's quiet there, though. It could be a good thing, but I don't love that it's quiet there. And then in terms of like a transfer portal four or five, Roush, you're just not hearing UK involved with really any of them. Arthur Kaluma, he is getting mentioned with other schools. Yeah, that that seems like Alabama or Arkansas for him. Grant Nelson has kind of a similar Same, list yeah. as well. They may just be negotiating among themselves for both those guys. So I don't I don't know. Uh, it seems like you're you're seeing the roster rounded out with young talent, and we'll see how it all shakes out. Luckily, we won't have to wait long to see these players on a court together. But yeah, you this time next week, I think you're probably going to be looking at maybe potentially three three players confirmed on UK's roster for this upcoming season. I'm, I'm briefly going to jump ahead on the Thornton's text line because it's a long one, and uh, it's talking about what we have. Question for the people down on the potential additions of Burks, Hart, and Cyril. We've seen guys like Grady, Reeves, and Wheeler, who have proven to be good in college basketball, be good for UK for an entire season, then go cold or missing in the tournament. Guys like Kaluma Johnson or Jones were bona fide stars who show up every single game, they would be in the league. For bringing in new guys that have to adjust to a new program either way, why not be optimistic about some young guys with raw talent, especially with this new developmental guru we have in Welch? I guess I'm a little more bullish on super talented dudes with NBA aspirations than veteran role players. Sorry for the long text, weird offseason, but I'm still excited to see the Cats lace them up. Go Cats, talk to you later. And Texter, I think you bring up a good point, but I think the rebuttal is just that because successful college basketball teams, it's it's with the COVID guys, more of them have been. You, my my answer, TJ, is just that like you already have those freshmen that are young guys. Why like, the NBA aspiration guys are Bradshaw, Edwards, DJ Wagner, Reed Shepard, Dillingham. You had five of them already, so now we'll go get some other ones because I I think it's. Not to say that you can't do another way, but even the good Cal teams, you had some balance with some role players that were older. So that's why it's a little striking that Kentucky swung a miss on all those older role players. Yeah, and it would be tougher to get some of those role players in. I think if Cal had his way, he probably would have liked to blend some of the older guys with the younger guys. I, I can't help but just feel like, man, Keisha Johnson with this group still would have been a nice fit. Good and you ideal. Just let, you, you let him go. But, Texter, you're right. There is some truth to that. And I, you can make a case really either way. Has Cal done a decent job with transfers or has he not done a decent job with transfers? Some of them have had individual success. A lot of them, most of them, have improved their numbers or at least their shooting percentages. Some have had team success. None of them have had tournament success. None yeah, of them have yeah. gone to a Final Four. The only times Cal has gone to a Final Four is with loaded teams with a lot of good freshman talent or players that have been within the program for at least a couple of years. He hasn't won at the highest level by bringing in transfers in year one. I guess Reed Travis is the one that's been the farthest they in the tournament. went to the Elite Eight. Lost yeah. uh, Auburn in overtime. Mm-hmm. Besides that, there hasn't been a meaningful contributor that has played in a UK Final Four that was a transfer. 
Now, again, you look at UK's best teams, they do have experienced players, but it was experienced players that were within the program. And you know what? what? That's why we all assumed, all right, get Reeves back. That'd be a good one. That would be a good one. Yeah. And, you know, you just can't help but wonder, like, why? between Damian Collins and Lance Ware, why not try to get one of those guys back? Nobody was Nobody was upset to see Severe Wheeler go. We all understand that one. But it just feels like some of the pieces that you're looking for in the transfer portal you had, even, you let leave. Even having Lance there to keep everybody's asses in line mm-hmm. would have been valuable. And it's just another body. Or I would rather have like that than Santos Hero. Ugo, like, or if Ugo or Bradshaw are just kind of getting pushed around by a physical Tennessee team. What, you know, Lance Ware wouldn't. Use your would, five fouls, buddy. Would, would he score? No, probably not. Would he miss a layup? Most likely. If he got fouled, would he miss his free throws? You could probably set your watch to it. But he'd play hard, and he'd be physical, and he'd be tough. And you don't, you just, you don't, don't know if you're getting that. that yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, yeah. Reeves would be a big. Did you see uh, Travis Branham's quote to uh, Ben Roberts? No, what was it? That uh, right now this is a fringe NCAA tournament team. And I don't know if he was if that was under the context of their, if they get more freshmen, they won't be or not. I don't. I, I just, I, I don't think that's fair to say. Like, you know, it's fair to say it's an opinion. You can have an opinion on it. But if you're thinking that this is a fringe NCAA tournament team, you're basically saying, like, this freshman talent either isn't ready or it's not good enough. And he doesn't know that. Well, he doesn't know that. He's just one of those recruiting guys that thinks that this class is also not as good. And, again, he's been covering this stuff a long time. He knows these players better than I do. That quote could be concerning to some folks. But then why then why is the NBA – why why are so many of these people in this terrible basketball class at the top of the NBA rankings, of the NBA draft boards, and not like sophomores that returned? It's because they think that they're good. Mm-hmm. They think that they've got potential. Now, maybe that potential isn't capitalized in year one of college basketball. Maybe it's in year two of their NBA careers or year three of their NBA careers. That's a very fair and valid point. But if this team isn't good, and it may not be good, it's because the freshmen just weren't up to it. And you're going to have a lot of people be like, well, we told you because we said that class was bad. But if Justin Edwards is going to be a top five pick, this team's going to be good. See, and, and that's my thing is I go back to our conversation with Bobby Regany, you know, nine months ago when he said that this was one of the least talented teams. I would think that, I mean, Kentucky was a fringe tournament team for a while last year. Yeah, they um, were in the bubble. And I would imagine that this team has more just skill. Fingers crossed. Texter of the Thorns text line says the KRC guys were hard on Mitch Barnhart last year about Minjion. We were. Yes, we um, were. But, and we were wrong. We were wrong all the time. Salt Lake Brian here says I listen Wednesday and Thursday live due to meetings. Does Scoots have any thoughts about IU putting up cameras in the outfield? Huh. Putting up cameras in the outfield. Where huh, did Scoots? this stem from, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. I've seen I'm this not... on Twitter and I've seen people talking about it. I don't really know. Like, who's um, the first person to be like, hey, there may be cameras out there from IU? Because I feel like if there's any iota of truth to this, it'd be blown wide open yeah. and it'd be talked about everywhere. It should be a bigger deal it than al- the dorms. It almost feels like there's like maybe a UK person who, well, IU, they didn't shake our hands. They're getting mad at us. They were the ones that had a camera out there. And it's like, wait, did you realize what you just said? I mean, that, that would be a massive cheating scandal mm-hmm. if IU was caught to have cameras out there. So I think the fact that it's as quiet as it is, probably I'm, I'm not going to give it a lot of credit. Hi, gang. 
Last year, Nick Rath said that a deep bench in the NBA means nothing and is not utilized. I'm curious what Nick has to say about the Heat making it to the finals and taking the lead with a lineup that is predominantly right on Butler and the bench. Respectfully, suck it for our die guy. You know, sometimes um, our takes are wrong. I would, but also, I, I would say a Roush NBA take shouldn't be taken too overly seriously. Yeah, because like, I'm watching every night, locked in. Um, but there, I do. The Heat are an exception They're to fun the norms. Of how NBA successful NBA teams have operated, and it's also just it's their role players are playing well, maybe not necessarily their deep bench. Um, although Struess come off the bench, they've got a deep bench. Yeah, they, they've got a good bench. They but they have been exceptional. Also, Bam has been awesome. Bam's been really good. His splits have been great the first two games. Yeah, and everybody was talking about how he was going to get torn up. Oh, Jokic, nope, he's been playing well. Are you guys sold with Uganda being our starting big? I'm very hesitant on bigs who lack strength and body mass to be a five in the SEC considering how physical the league is. In years past, our twig bigs never really panned out besides Nerlens Noel. Nerlens wasn't a twig either. If you look at this year's past final four, every big was a grown man. I feel like Uganda would get eaten alive physically. We also haven't seen him since he showed up. I also like, think he's a little bigger than you're making him out to be, Texter. Like, yeah. He's, I, he's not like a boogie he's cousins, a, but he's, he's... He's not Scal either. He's not Scal. He's even bigger and stronger than Anthony Davis was as a freshman. Ex- yeah, when Anthony by, Davis by, showed by, up? By a good margin. I mean, there was a story where he had to wear T-shirts because he was subconscious about how skinny he was. I think there is... Like a lot of the season is going to be somewhat dependent on how far along Uganda is. Yeah. Because if he can be, I mean, again, Cal, and this was partially recruiting, but like in March, he was saying that he thinks he could be one of the best bigs in the country next year. It's probably a little hyperbole, but if he can be a shot blocker what's, and rebound, what's, his length automatically makes him difficult. I'm going to give that. If he averages 7.2 points, 6.2, Nine rebounds and two point four blocks. That's what that's what Kentucky needs. Yeah, I think that those uh, are my, yeah. like you don't have to ask a ton for him, but uh, that means he's going to have some games where he only has four rebounds, some games he's going to have twelve, and then he's going to have a few games with like five block shots and a couple with a few less. But his length will be something that opponents have to account for. Um, because here's the other thing that we, we just have to get in our heads when everybody wants Bradshaw to play the five. Um, he had w- like one and a half blocks a game as a seven-footer, as an athletic seven-footer playing against high school kids. I mean, Marcus Lee had quadruple doubles in block shots in high school. So I, I know it's a little bit higher level, came to New Jersey basketball than whatever Lee was playing, I think in like Pennsylvania. But nevertheless, he, he, he isn't a five. He's, he's not. So I'm I'm not going to get hung up on all of that. Um, another one texture says not trying to put my two mile and horn here, but the odds for Brandon Miller to go second are now minus one fifty two. Tried to get KRC in when the odds were plus one hundred six, but still think it's worth taking the bet even with the juice. All indications have him going second. That being said, it's also very confident that Anthony Richardson was going past the fourth pick. So take that for what you will. No oh, man, I, yeah, I got uh, not not a good showing for me when it came to the NFL draft. But Texter, I still think you're right about that. I think you were onto something, uh, and well done. You're the best. Way to go. A Texter says, TJ, how much does the new feature on Twitter cost? Oh yeah, I bit the bullet. Yeah, you bought Twitter Blue. I bought Twitter Blue. Was it five bucks? Uh, no, it was like a hundred and ten for the year, but you save money by doing it on the year. And I wasn't probably going to do like a month to month thing. What do you get out of that? 
Uh, I, I, I screenshotted kind of just like some of the perks they get. They show you when you sign up. Long videos is one of them. Long videos is one of the things that you that you do get, which um, I want to do. Like, I want to start putting Kentucky Roll Call on Twitter. I don't think I'll be able to do it live, but I think as soon as we get off the show, I'll be able to put up the video of us doing it. And I think that's going to really help the show because I think a lot of people on Twitter from outside the Louisville area don't always listen to us. Um, so I think that that's one thing that I want to try out. Now, when we do the show from home, I don't know if there's a way to like screen record I, I, us. I think that what you do is you just rip the audio and put it on a graphic. Gotcha. Yeah. Could like, do that as well. Um, that would, easiest. yeah, that would work. So I'm interested to see that. Uh, you can send out longer tweets if you care about that sort of deal, or if you don't, um, that matters. I, I may, I may, I may start writing a little bit more regarding UK stuff. Probably won't, but maybe you can edit tweets, which is always a good time. Um, you can, if you're a crypto kind of guy, you can do that. They've got a cool feature where it'll show like the most popular articles that relate to you or things that you may be interested in. Where like, yes, you can do the for you page where you can see most popular tweets and whatnot. But this one has specific articles and news stuff. So, um, again, I, I, the way I tried to rationalize it was, for I've been on the app for 14 years, haven't paid a dime. Of course, you get a ton of advertising thrown your way, so you are kind of paying to Not some a dime degree. back. But 14 years, I was happy to throw some bones just to see how it goes, see if we can do anything with it from a KRC standpoint. And if not, then in a year, I probably won't re-up on it, but... Uh, I bit the bullet. People are probably going to make fun of me for paying to have a blue check mark. Although I don't have it yet, I would rather just not have a blue check mark. Like I'd rather have all the feet. That's one thing that they should do. I'd rather have all the like the perks, but not <laughs> the blue the blue check mark. Kind of gets you scrutinized a little bit. I don't really care one way or another. But I did fi- finally decide to pull the plunge, and I'm an Elon Musk fan. I think he is doing important stuff for hum- humanity. Um, I think he's one of the brightest minds that this country's seen since Benjamin Franklin. So happy to support him and what he's doing. So that that was my rationale behind it. The new features, again, besides the video, the longer tweets, the editing, stuff like that, it's not really anything that's a huge deal. Benjamin Franklin would be rolling over in his grave if he saw our studio. You got five spots to put a light bulb and they ain't got one in? Thomas Edison, um, I think, would beg to differ because he invented the light bulb and uh, he. Oh, I wasn't Franklin. He started developing Louisville. No, he what just discovered electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Did Edison? He didn't. Did he actually make the light bulb in Louisville, or was that just part of his work when he lived in Louisville? Hey, Edison's not getting the light bulb if it's not for Franklin's kite experiment that's true Mm. there we go with his estranged son (laughs) i'm more into the reds than literally ever and ellie is a big reason why i'm legit i said this last week but i'm legitimately happy for reds fans you all just seem so smitten right now and it's cute and it's fun and keep 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 being happy hopefully Um, it pans out a few other reds texts farther down i'm gonna bounce around while we're on it ellie Taylor cruz also got his stand-up double double two second in 7.74 seconds so that's that yeah, that sounds very fast. Yeah, it does. Um, the Reds fans be calling you Troll J, Troll Call. So TJ, what was that? Jay. What did that troll the Reds about? What? I didn't troll the Reds. No, you're you're genuinely happy about that. Yeah, 
By the way, finished, uh, I think you should leave. The back half of that season, not nearly as good as the front half. Season three of I Think You Should Leave. I've watched two episodes. Did you see the, have you gotten to the episode of the picture I sent in on Monday on the text line? The sauce or whatever? The 100 meatballs. Yeah, yeah 55 done. burgers, 55 fries, 55 burgers. yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the first few episodes I really the zip, the zip line ones zip lines. That, yeah that's very that's <laughs> and then when he just starts snitching on all the other people at the, the end the only thing with Tim Robinson that I, I like I just wish he didn't go all like yeah. like he does that a little bit too much kind of reminds me of like Adam Sandler doing like some of those voices like yeah like you don't you can just play it straight and be like silly like when he's in he doesn't do it as much with the uh, stogie car or what's the <laughs> the, the, the driving, driving crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one takes a very funny dark turn <laughs> at the very end. Oh man! <laughs> the texter says, "Why do people love forgetting Sarah Marshall so much again? It's all right, but maybe overhyped. That's oh, a great movie. No, it's a hilarious. It's movie. So funny. There's nothing overhyped about forgetting when, Sarah when, Marshall. When Russell Brand is trying to uh, <laughs> teach um, Kenneth from yeah." Uh, uh, was it 30 Rock? Uh-huh. His ways. Very, very funny. Why would you put a sewage plant next to a playground? <laughs> the, the the surfing scenes are great, too. You're too, doing too, too much. Too much. I, I mean, you got to move. <laughs> <laughs> a texter on the Thornton's text line says, I know this much. No sports league should ever go public. The Saudis could buy majority stakes in all of them. Yeah, good point. Man, what if the Saudis buy the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> <laughs> They just get the, a bunch of certificates. Uh, I'll say hang up in their offices. Yeah, what's the things they wear around their head? Uh, Turban? No, burka. Yeah, I think this is the correct term. Uh, then I'll start having to get a cheesehead burka. <laughs> I don't golf, but men, you all got me really interested in hitting the leaks. Summer radio question: Do you have any recommendation? Really, recommendations on clubs? Should I buy a box set with everything? Uh, if my only thing, texture. I think you can do good on a second. Uh, hand me downs. They'll be fine if you're an average size person. If you're a large person like me, you're you're just gonna have so many bad shots around because you stand up because they're too short for you. Yeah, it really does depend on like how much you're trying to play. I would piece together just a like mix and match. Get some handed to you from friends or family. And then if you're short a club, maybe go buy one or or you know buy a used Especially one a good, somewhere else. A good like approach wedge. And then um, if I think it matters a lot. By the fall do. or like the winter, you're like, man, I did play a lot. Then look into new clubs for next spring. But that that would be my advice. We're talking about the Saudis and the Americans, losers getting waterboarded. John here. Good morning, everyone. Give me the Nuggets by three. Murray will come through on this one. Hello, Somo Somto. Uh, how about a reclass? That would be awesome. With this team, I'm looking at the roster and singing, ain't nobody dope as BBN. They are just so fresh and so clean, clean. It'd be awesome to see Cal win a title with 98% freshman roster, especially since nowadays a lot of people think you need older players on the roster that the NBA does not want. We'll got to go talk to you later. Uh, I also think we don't have enough time today for it, but like I think the arrow is going to make a pretty sizable jump. When we're talking like role players and pieces, I think the arrow... I think he's going to need to be on the court more than a lot of UK fans are thinking. And I'm happy about that, by the way. You all might as well stay in Nashville if you're going to stay in Bowling Green. Am I right, DB? 
<laughs> Ellie De La Cruz also. We're, yeah, we yeah. may as well just stay in Nashville if we're going to be driving 40 minutes in the, in the morning. Ellie right. De La Cruz. I, I got those two. Oh, yeah, you yeah, did get yeah. that one. Uh, as far as the college basketball is just older now narrative, is there an argument to be made that the freshman talent isn't as conglomerated anymore? In 2015, saw Duke and UK both get multiple elite guys and both get to the Final Four. Do vets have more of an impact now because class are made up? of maybe one elite dude and a couple good dudes. Really feel like this is the class that shifts college basketball back to having elite NBA-level freshmen win in a big way. Great text. And That's a as, good point. As far as how they're dispersed, too. Um, yeah. Because a lot of them started going, instead of just going to Duke or Kentucky, they started going to a lot of And in the schools. nil era, it was like Alabama could land them a Brandon Miller. Yeah. Tennessee would mm-hmm. even get some talented freshmen. Obviously, Auburn. Mm-hmm. and So that's a great text. Good point. It could be onto something. Maybe Lance was tired of a fan base, not all of us, who constantly made fun of him and talked about how he wasn't a good player. Maybe he just wanted to go play somewhere in peace and have fun. Uh, maybe. Not, yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't think that's it. Oh, uh, Texter says it was your sarcastic troll voice. Yeah, that's true. Okay, understandable. Um, somebody says, happy Wacky Wednesday. So the more interviews with the ex-intelligence guys coming out. Let's save that one for tomorrow. Oh, we'll that sounds like a trippy Thursday. Everybody have a great Wednesday. Thanks for listening. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Cats are going to get a commitment today.